Welcome to Haven, the podcast where we explore the vast landscape of loss. There's no going over or around grief. We're going to take it piece by piece and navigate these tough topics the only way we know how, by going through it. This podcast discusses miscarriage, pregnancy, infant, and child loss, so please listen with care. Silent mystery. I'm Jen Burgard, your host, and following my own personal tragedy, founded Haven, Landscape of Loss. We are telling stories of loss and sharing our perspectives on surviving grief. It's the holidays, the most wonderful time of the year, unless you're grieving. The merry and bright, the matching jammies and holiday cards might be hitting differently this year. If so, welcome. You are not alone. Talking today with Hannah Stonehouse Hudson about grief and the holidays. Listen for some tips, tools, and strategies to not just survive the season, but find some joy as well. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad to have you today, and welcome to my very special second-time guest, mm-hmm. or maybe third? third. Is it third? Because we did do a live show one time, yes. right? And that yes. was so great. Yes. So we are bringing this episode to you, I think, at a really important time around the holidays as we record. It's not quite December yet, but we are getting pretty close. So yes. we decided that it might be great to do a little episode just to share with everybody some thoughts and tips on surviving and navigating grief during the holidays, yes. which are coming up. So. Yes. Hannah, welcome, and thanks for joining us once again. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Great. So as we record, we've all made it through Thanksgiving. Yes. (laughs) So Slowly but surely. We all made it through. So how was it? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was very uneventful. I ended up eating lots of food and then getting in the car and driving east. So, yes. (laughs) So it was good. It was good. Wonderful. Yes. So as we're getting ready and kind of gearing up for... Christmas, there's there's a lot of things, right? Like, yeah. so if we're talking about right off the bat, like when you're making plans, right? Yes. What are some things that we should be aware of when we're making plans for a holiday gathering, whether it be with family, coworkers, friends, mm-hmm. things like that? The biggest thing I tell people, and this is around any holidays, big days, anything like that, you can make plans, but you have to be very forgiving of yourself that if those plans don't work out, that it's okay. Whether you don't feel like being there, whether it's not everything that you expected, all of those things, be open with people about how you feel, start the conversation, have great, great communication with the people around you about how you might be feeling, but also don't feel like you have to make big plans. There's a whole lot of <laughs> a lot of talk about being realistic around the holidays, mm. being unrealistic about plans, but also being realistic about what you feel you can do from a health perspective, from a mental health perspective, all of those things. So I always tell people, you can and this might sound like word salad, and I don't mean it to, <laughs> but it's you have to be realistic about what you're going to do. Grief sucks. We talk about that. And the holidays make it feel even worse. So being open with yourself about, you know what, you might not feel it, or you might one day wake up and be like, I want to go see the Christmas tree lighting, Mm -hmm. or I want to do this, or I want to do that, and not holding yourself to an unrealistic standard of what you feel you should or should not do. 
That makes sense. Yeah. I think I like what you said briefly, and maybe if you we talk about this sequentially, right? So mm-hmm. maybe the first step is really making that plan. Mm-hmm. And then first being honest with yourself individually, you know, mm-hmm. taking some time to sit down and think about what does a holiday that feels good look like to me? Yes. Right? And maybe even write that down, right? Write it down. And then I like what you said about kind of your inner circle. Go to your close group that is supportive, your people, right? And maybe communicate that with them and say, okay, here, what do you think? Like, this is what I think that I need. Mm -hmm. I'm open to feedback. Again, these are the people that you trust, right? Right. That are supportive in your grief journey, right? So once you get past that inner circle, then you can take that information and maybe start applying that to the larger circle around you. So those people that have expectations of you, whether it be family members or friends or coworkers, right? Yes. Now with that confidence, right, that you've built Mm -hmm. within yourself and within that small circle around you, you can go out to that next circle out and say, look, this is what feels good for me. I have all this support around me Mm -hmm. to make sure this holiday looks like this for me. Yes. I think that's great. And I think... Maybe focusing on what you need and not so much what others need to be doing. Does that make sense? Oh, exactly. Sometimes we project onto other people what we think they should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so being realistic about that and really looking inside about what we want to be doing rather than looking out outwardly Mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing you say. Mm -hmm. That's a huge part of it too. Yeah, because I think you're on the holidays, right? You're grieving and you're missing your person, right? right? And so, I mean, for you, it's very internal, Mm -hmm. right? And so trying to figure out like, how does everybody around you respond to that, Mm -hmm. right? So what are our expectations? Right. Right. And so what are some healthy expectations, do you think? Healthy expectations are knowing that you might be really sad when you're with a large group of people with your loved ones and knowing that's okay. Whether it's, and I've talked about this before, whether it's been a couple months since someone passed away, whether it's been 30 years, Mm. knowing that when you're with a large group of people who also loved that person and who are also missing that person, knowing that other people might be sad, you might be sad, and that's healthy. So taking a lot of the self-judgment out of that is really important because you might be surprised by being sad over missing someone Mm. or not even missing someone, being sad that they're not seeing people grow up. Mm. That's part of it for me personally. It's been a decade since my husband passed away. Mm -hmm. But when I get in large groups of people who knew him, who loved him, I shot a wedding this (laughs) this past weekend Mm -hmm. for some of his best friends and some of his best guy friends were the groomsmen. And I was sad, not because I missed my husband necessarily, but because these were all his friends growing up, being in a wedding, and I was sad that he couldn't see it. Yeah. So there's these things where we set up these expectations and we think we're going to be sad because we are missing the person. And then we are startled because we are actually sad because they can't see a person grow up. They can't see a couple get married, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having a plan that if you aren't feeling it, 
being able to remove yourself and say, you know what, I got to go and being okay with that and not telling yourself you're stuck or you're doing something wrong or you're grieving wrong or something like that. It's all about just being nice to yourself, honestly. I love that. So if the plan, right, we, okay, so yeah. we've, we've created this plan, right? Yeah. You're in on it, your circle's in on it. Yep. You've informed the next circle, but it goes bad. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right? You get there. So then yeah. what, what, do you, what do you do, right? Do you, you know, you get there, for example, I've gone to a holiday, walked in and immediately started crying. Yep. So that, then what, yeah. <laughs> right? What's a good exit strategy? Just leaving. And I, that, and that sounds, <laughs> just leave it. Just, it. you know what? It's about being kind to yourself. If I've learned anything over the past decade of helping myself and helping other people, mm-hmm. it's knowing that the people who support you will support you. And if you just need to leave, that's fine. And that goes for people, like some of the tips they have for people with anxiety in large events mm, mm-hmm. are the same for people who are grieving. Sure. Because a lot of it is self-care, having boundaries, and knowing that if you need to leave, just leave. Hmm. You can have a check-in partner where you can text them and say, you know what, I just couldn't do that. And then you can remove yourself. I think we set our, we've talked about unrealistic expectations, but we feel like we have to be somewhere Mm -hmm. and we don't. Hmm. We really don't. It does feel that way. I can, and I'm rolling that around in my own head too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it feels like, well, we always do this. And so I have to do this, Right. right? So what if you flipped that and you said, I don't feel a certain way, festive, whatever it is. And so I don't have to go. Right. (laughs) Giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. to feel the way you feel and to either do or do not something, that is huge because you're, we've all had something that has taken away our power in terms of loss. Mm -hmm. Empowering yourself to make the decision to be or not be somewhere, a lot of the time makes going somewhere less anxiety ridden. Because you're just, you know what? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's true. If you know that you're in charge, right? And put yourself in charge. Right. There was (laughs) somewhat unrelated, but there was this strategy that I used to read about. And it said, if you don't feel like going to the gym, but you know you should, go for five minutes. And after five minutes, you're still not feeling it, then leave. Get off that treadmill and go home. But if you are feeling it, Stay, right? Stay and do your workout. Stay and enjoy your family or your function or your friends or whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. But just to get there, give yourself five minutes, right? And then see how you feel. Yes. And I love that. And there's been so many times that I've gotten to the gym and gone for five minutes and I stayed. (laughs) Well, that's going to be me. Yeah. Because that's what I needed to hear. (laughs) But I've also left, right? Right. I've given myself permission to leave if it's not going well. (laughs) Give yourself permission. It's all about giving yourself permission to be what you need to be to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're taking back your power. And that's a huge part of it because we feel like we're just being reactive. Right. We just like, okay, well, I have to do this or I have to do that. 99% of the time, no, you don't have to. You can make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And having a check-in partner is huge. And I always forget to tell people that. Like if someone, if you know that you're going somewhere and you're not quite sure how you feel about it, having someone to text and be like, you know what, can you tell people I just couldn't be there and leave is huge. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. Just having that check-in partner and mm-hmm. bringing that support person with you yep. potentially to said event, right? Yeah. Whether it's a sibling or a close friend, a spouse, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Your parent, right? If, yeah. if they're supportive, whatever yeah. that is. I, I think that's a great idea Yeah, as long as they are part of that that trust tree, if you will. Yes. Right? And if somebody says to you, that's the other thing about when you go to these things too, or someone is trying to talk you into doing something, some tradition, something like that. Having the, I talk about canned responses mm. are really important. When people tell you, well, so-and-so would want, would want you to be there. Oh, that's a good one. That's okay. a huge one. Mm-hmm. First of all, people should not say that. If oh. anyone's listening and you are helping a griever and you feel like saying that, that's really not helpful. <laughs> We all know that. Yeah. The most important thing is when you hear that, know that is not about you and the expectations that are on you. That is about that person projecting onto you the fact that they don't know what to say. Mm. They have no idea how to extend to you the fact that they want you to be there. Right. Because it's their it's, it's their desire, it's not their desire, not not your person. Not your person's desire. Mm. Your person wants you to be happy and feel loved. And that is what is important. That's very true. So know that your person wants you to feel happy and feel loved. And that when a person tells you something that you don't really want to hear, know it's not about you and have a response like, thank you so much. That's very, that's very kind of you. And have no feeling behind it. Just know to say that canned responses are the best thing that my therapist ever taught me. That's fantastic. You just have it with no emotion behind it. Because you have to literally look at the person who's saying this to you with the kindest of intentions and have this (laughs) sort of energetic... I don't want to say energetic protection. I always say a brick wall. Like a wall or curtain, right? It's your safety. Yeah. Right. There's certain people where I just have brick walls in front of them, not because I don't love them, but because I want to keep my good relationship with them Mm. and know what they're saying isn't about me. They're not, yeah, they're not judging me. They're not, it's about them. I think that's fair. I mean, because just because they have this response, they say this thing to you that's more about them than it is about you or your person, right? Right. That doesn't mean you need to cut the relationship off. It just means you need to maybe protect yourself from that if you want to maintain that relationship. Exactly. Right? And that's up to you. Right. And every situation is different. Right. But I love that that's an option because there are so many people that we do care about and we love, but they don't respond in the way that we necessarily need. Correct. So how do we keep them, right? right? Even though they're going to say these things, right? Even though they're hurtful, mm-hmm. and maybe a holiday doesn't feel like the best time to get into it, exactly. <laughs> so to speak, right? Exactly. So I love the canned response. I think that's great. Yeah, and it's another thing about taking your power back. You're empowering yourself to keep healthy relationships by protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we've all had the rug pulled out from underneath us. We've had our power taken from us. Whether it's a big event, the holidays, any of this, it's about protecting yourself, protecting your mental energy, and allowing yourself to be. I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. I think, and these are good tips for anyone, right? If you think about it, 
when you're just walking around, right? So the holidays are filled with, let's just call it landmines of triggers, right? So so whether it be a tradition that your person is not participating in this year, whether it be a tradition that they never got to experience, right? Right. Or, you know, a family photo that is missing someone. Yes. There are going to be so many things, right? And so- each and every one of those, how are we going to navigate that, right? right? When it comes up, do we anticipate it, do you think? Or do we just let it come? I tend to be a person who wants to anticipate these things coming because I don't like being startled. Hmm. So we're still going to have things that are startling to us. But also having this plan that we talked about, like, how am I going to navigate this? Am I just, am I going to deal with it in the moment, breathe, and then as soon as we're done... I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink some water, 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 and do a breathing exercise. Breathing. Breathing. I'm not breathing right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's sort of going in the, do we anticipate mode of conversation? We can't anticipate everything. Mm -hmm. So what we can have are tools to manage the after effects. A lot of that And I think maybe in the show notes, I can send you a breathing exercise. Absolutely. Breathing exercises have literally saved myself, (laughs) saved me, because I'll be startled by something, especially if I'm having a conversation and someone and we all have experiences, they want to talk about their own loss. It may trigger us in an unexpected way. So what do we do with that? Rather than having a meltdown right there, which I've done in the past, (laughs) what I've had to learn is see a brick wall understand it's not about me, and then either do some deep breaths right after that conversation, or I go home and I do some deep breaths and I write some stuff down in a journal. Mm. Because we have to have these coping mechanisms that don't lead us to do something like have a panic attack. Right. out of Because we haven't anticipated something. We've tried to control our environment as much as we can. And then there's this thing, the landmine thing you talk about, the holidays are full of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like this gauntlet of getting through it. And then we come out the other side going, I don't feel very good. Because we've just, we aren't breathing. We're not drinking water. We're not getting rest. We're not getting exercise. That's true. You can make it through a holiday and just go... Oh, okay, I survived that. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so anyone who's been grieving through a holiday knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like you just take a deep breath and go, oh my God, I just need to get to my home and my safe space and my jammies and all of my comforts. But like, what if that holiday experience doesn't have to feel that way? Right. Right? So if we can find ways that we can make it even, dare I say, enjoyable Mm -hmm. to attend a holiday event, whatever that is, again, I think that's great. And because people are going to say things, right? I even want to go back for a second to when this comparing losses or not necessarily comparing, but bringing it up, right? So if you say, I say, walk into a space or whatever, everyone knows my child died. Okay. Well, next person says, you know, that really makes me think about how 20 years ago my aunt Margaret died, right? And you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's really sad, but I don't know that I can take that on right now. I don't know that I can take your grief on on top of my own. So what is a good way to navigate that? So you set a brick wall. Yep. And so just kind of taking yourself back a minute. I mean, because it does feel like, It's tricky because so for me, I would want to comfort that person and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Do you want to talk about that person? Mm -hmm. But maybe I don't have this 
emotional strength to do that. Right. So how do you really, how do you step away from that? And that's an interesting thing that you asked me because I used to try and take on that person's loss. Yeah. And I wanted to comfort them. Mm-hmm. I wanted, and now I don't do that. And I'm not in a heartless way. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting you asked me that because I didn't realize I'd made that shift. Mm. I've made a very specific shift because when people say, oh, that reminds me of, or I lost my husband, or I lost my child, I lost whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I come at it from a curiosity standpoint, because I'm not going to comfort them. There's no way that I can comfort them. Mm -hmm. That person, I am not in charge of their grief. I can hear about it, but what they tell me is not anything that I am in charge of. I love to ask people, well, tell me about them. Mm -hmm. What were they like? What did they like? What was their favorite holiday food? What was their favorite holiday event? Because if they bring it up, we want to talk about our loved ones. Right. I mean, I hope people know that it's really fun to talk about the people that we miss mm-hmm. because at first it's very painful to talk about the people we miss. However, it gets to a point of joyfulness because for me, I love to talk about my husband loved Oreos. Mm-hmm. Like I love to talk about that. So I love to ask people, oh, well, what was their favorite holiday food? What was their favorite holiday tradition? What was the funniest gift they gave you? That kind of thing. Because people want to talk about their people. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that they need to be comforted. Because they may be at a point where... Right. It's more about connection than comfort, I think. It's all about connection. Yeah. It's all about connection. It's all about hearing about those people. Because they're still a part of our life. Right. Yeah, I think that's great because, yeah, they're probably not seeking for you to make them feel better necessarily. So that's one way to look at it, right? Right. Maybe they are seeking just connection. And so there is a way that, like you just said, in that way that you can connect with them. So you don't need to shut them down or shut them out, or you don't have to shut yourself off from them. If they are obviously very upset about something, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You could say, oh, I am, I don't like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Well, but, that's, but we are. We are. Yeah. And that's another conversation. That's a separate conversation. It is. You know, actually, Donna Ashworth, have you have you read anything from yes. her? She writes a fantastic little snippet about, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yes. It's fantastic. I may see if I can find it and link it in the show notes. Yes. But it's so great. Yes. The whole condolences thing is yeah. another <laughs> longer topic. But being able to have that kind of, I talk about canned responses before. Being able to just say that and realize that you don't need to comfort this person. Your responsibility is to yourself, not to that other person. And it could be that they just want to talk about the person, which is awesome because it is fun when you find another person in a group who's kind of feeling a little awkward about things and doesn't know what's going on. And they get that you just, when you talk about your person, it doesn't have to be a sad thing. It can be a joyful, fun, funny thing. And I wish for everyone to, the only way is through. With grief, literally the only way is through. Mm -hmm. And you do get to a point where you get to joking, lovingly joke about things with your person. You don't have to shove it down. Mm -hmm. You can talk about all the fun, funny things that they did because they're always with you. And it's you're just carrying around the lessons they taught you. Mm. And when you get to a holiday event, Sometimes that can remind you of things and you do get sad. Right. You do. You do. You just do. You just do. Because you want them there at the end of the day, right? Right. Like it, 
we recognize that this is not what you'd planned, right? Right. This is not the way this holiday was supposed to look. This person, that person, they were all supposed to be there. Yep. And they're just not. And so one way or another, we have to find a way to get through it. Yes. And like I said earlier, it can feel like, oh my God, I just got to get in the car and get the heck out of here and I've made it, right? Or not. Right. There's no really wrong way to do it, is there? There is no wrong way to do it. There's no way to make it either easier or less sad. I mean, it's just going to be what it is. And so I think as a society, we want to fix things. We want to immediately say to people, oh, this is how it makes it better during the holidays. Well, however you feel is how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get through it. Yeah. All right. So another thing is coming into the holiday season, right? We are terrified of all these landmines, right? We're worried about going to the event, these events, how that's going to look, how we're going to feel, how, who is our people? What are we? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. But the simplest part of this holiday, and I think even... I'm asking this question for me is how do you simply find joy again in holidays? You find the littlest things that made you laugh. Hmm. You think back to the funny, funny memories, whether it's a silly food combination that they liked or a silly present or something that doesn't have to do with the holidays. You have to find whatever the small joy is Hmm. and hold that in your heart. And think about that when things are hard. Mm -hmm. And just know that sometimes you're going to cry, sometimes you're going to laugh. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be what it is. Yeah, I think that's a good point. If you approach the season knowing that there's going to be ups and downs, Mm -hmm. you can maybe enjoy the ups a little bit more. Let yourself feel joyful, inspired, all of these things, any of those feelings you used to feel purely around the holidays, right? They're going to be a little bit tougher to come by, but maybe if you do appreciate those, each one, every time those ups come, Mm -hmm. maybe the downs won't feel quite as... Right. And not to just assume that everything's going to be horrible. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. And I'm not talking from a toxic positivity standpoint, Mm, but mm -hmm. just know that there's going to be a myriad of emotions. It just is. Yeah. And not all of them are going to be so clear as sad or joyful, right? Right. There's a lot in the middle. There's a lot in the middle and it's totally okay and healthy to be joyful while sad at the same time. Like you can be feeling all, that's one of the things with grief and you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. It's a multitude of emotions all at the same time. (laughs) And that itself is exhausting and confusing because you feel guilty when you feel joy, when you should, you feel like you should be feeling sadness. But no, that's totally fine to feel all of them at once. Absolutely. And I think that's so true for our newly grieving folks, right? You can feel very guilty for laughing, for smiling, for yes. enjoying. And that's normal, right? I think it's yeah. normal to feel that way. Yep. But try not to dwell on it, right? I think yeah. because you don't have to feel guilty. I think grief and joy do coexist. Very much so. I think just remembering that and letting yourself feel happy when you feel happy and letting yourself feel sad when you're sad. Yes. And right? taking that self judgment out of it. Yes. Because that's where we get stuck in quotes. It's because we just judge, we can't believe that we would possibly feel some sort of joy when we should be crying. Right. 
when you know what it's cool it's awesome to feel joy at the same time yeah and you know what how exhausting right when i just yes. think about all this right we're talking about yes. all this like oh you feel this but you're thinking this and you think this and yes. you got this person you got that person oh my gosh it's exhausting yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> like exhausting. my brain is tired just talking about it well we've been doing this podcast and i'm like just tired like <laughs> from the conversation around it because you do remember how exhausting it is mm-hmm. always thinking right yes. am i responding the right way do right. i look sad enough do i look too happy are people going to judge me because yes. i'm smiling or should I just be, should I leave? Would it look better if I left or would it look better if I stayed? I'm not sure. Yes. That whole exhaustion, like the whole social media aspect of it, like, should I be posting photos of me happy at Christmas? Should I not be? Should I be posting photos? Should I be talking about the person that I missed? Should I not be? Am I talking about them too much? Does anyone care? Right. Is anyone out there? Right. And you know what? You have to, and I say this from a bird's eye view Mm. from... So I'm remembering how it feels to be right at the beginning of this. Yeah. Who cares what other people think? Mm. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> you do you. Oh my gosh. And I shouldn't and I don't mean that flippantly, but yeah. the self-judgment is just a huge part of it. And yes. Yeah, I think that potentially we're thinking that people are paying more attention than they are. Bingo. Is part of it? Yes. We think they're judging more than they really are. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we all know there's trolls out there, right? Yeah. You have your fair, oh, fair yeah. share of those. And so those people exist, right? We all know that. Yeah. Okay. So if you take that small amount of people out of it, yeah. who are you worried about? Yeah. Who are you worried about when we're talking about social media? I mean, just do it. Just do, do whatever it. feels right for you as exactly. long as it feels good for you. I think if you take a minute and let's circle all the way back and go back to that journal and actually be honest in it mm-hmm. and talk about what actually does feel right yeah. and what you need. Yeah. Because you can use that as a framework for this entire season, yeah. right? And keep coming back to it. Yeah. Saying, well, I'm going to check in with me. I'm going to see what me needs. <laughs> exactly. Talk to yourself. See what you check in with yourself. See what you truly need. Mm-hmm. And be honest about that. Yeah. And I think I think that's a great way to start. Yes. So, so we did talk about this a little bit, but I think there are other ways and things that we can do to maintain our mental, emotional, and physical health yes. during the holidays, which yes. is going to help you. What do you think about those? Exercise. Even if it means like doing some jumping jacks in the morning, I am serious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> jumping jacks, doing like just walking in place, something that gets your heart going, mm. something mm-hmm. that moves your body is mm-hmm. really important. I'm not talking about going and doing 90 minutes at the gym when I talk about exercise. Right. Having something. Drinking water. People roll their eyes when I say drink water, but you need to hydrate. Your body needs to be able to function and your brain needs water. This is your sign to get that 40 ounce mug for Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) And these seem like very simple things and (laughs) myself would be rolling my eyes at me 20 years ago going, yeah, 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 right, mom. (laughs) But getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. This is not the time to be skipping on it. It's all about holding your baseline in order to get through it all. Mm -hmm. Exercise, water, and sleep. You're like a plant that needs movement. Complicated plants, right? Complicated plant. (laughs) (laughs) So what is self-care then? So we talk about self-care. Is that self-care? That is self-care. 
people think about self-care as being this like going and getting the spa, going and getting a massage, taking a week-long Netflix binge. Ooh, that sounds good. I know, right? (laughs) But it is, it's about getting enough sleep, getting exercise, drinking water. The other thing is having a response when you are triggered by something, and that's the breathing exercise. Taking a moment, it can be 30 seconds, it can be a minute, it can be 10 minutes. But checking in with yourself, breathing deeply, and making sure that you can come back to center. Self-care is not something that is huge. So if you don't have time to exercise, two 30 seconds of squats. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but is something that can reset your brain. That makes sense. And you have to do something for yourself. Yeah. You can't give, 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 give. Well, I think there's a certain amount of I'll call it nervous or anxious energy mm-hmm. and getting that out with movement can yes. be really helpful. And knowing that it's only 30 seconds, yeah, exactly. right? Just like a breathing, I think a 30 second breathing exercise, yep. it feels easy to do. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your car. Yep. You can do it at a red light, yep. right? Wherever that needs to happen. Yes. Yeah. It just needs to happen. And I truly myself used to think of self-care as these very big things. It's not at all. It's the little things that add up. Mm -hmm. Very important. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's those little things. Water yourself, right? (laughs) Complicated plan. And making sure you're taking care of you. And I think overall, regardless of whatever situation you're in, I think the holidays can be really difficult mm-hmm. even as a non even for a non-grieving person mm-hmm. and so just making sure that you are taking extra special care of you and identifying that you are a grieving person yes i think is great from start to finish checking in on you and just knowing what's right yep. and so i so appreciate this i'm going to use some of these tips awesome we're going to have this stuff in the show notes for you as well yes. so that you guys can check this out but thank you so much hannah well thank you for so it was a me. pleasure having you on <laughs> so we will talk to you again soon and yes. hope you have a great holiday season. I hope you use all of your tips that you shared with us. I know. I'm going to go drink some water and not some cold brew now. All right. Good for you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Haven's Landscape of Loss. If you found it helpful to hear this story and are going through a lost journey of your own or supporting someone else who is, consider subscribing on wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with loved ones, post about it on social media, and leave a five-star rating wherever you're listening. Finally, to learn more and get even more resources about the lost journey or to send a healing gift, please visit havenmidwest.org. And while you're there, consider donating. This podcast is made possible by our partners at Tellwell, listeners like you, and folks willing to share their stories so we can all heal together. You are-